Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Um, Before we jump in and um, talk about uh, the topic today, I'll get it out. Um, I'm not, I'm leaving that in. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market, bar none. Uh, they are awesome. They rock. Uh, Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We have uh, a special quote unquote special going on right now where we're giving quarterly memberships. We're su- super excited about that. People seem excited about it. Um, and then that maybe maybe come in and join for three months and take a couple of months off. I personally would never leave teachhoops.com, but you have that option and uh, it's great. So go over and check it out, teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's head off to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Before I start today's podcast, I just want to give you a heads up. Um, Coach Griffin basically kind of went in and out. He was <laughs> he was nice enough to come on the podcast, but was in the car um he was a busy man and was kind of cutting out a little bit in and out so i am going to leave it because i think there's so many great golden nuggets not this doesn't happen a lot in the podcast but i just wanted to give you a heads up that um there will be a little bit of cutting in and cutting out from from him um i tried to fill that space um with some uh with some of my talk but i just wanted to give you a heads up it is not you um and uh you know, we're going to be patient with coach because I know how busy he is. Um, and like I said, there's so many great things inside the podcast. I definitely want to leave that, leave the podcast in as it was um, so we can get all those great golden nuggets. So I hope you enjoy this and have a great day. All right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, coach and I, before we before we were jumping on, we were, we were reminiscing about Coach Ryan. And uh, trust me. I've heard all those coach. Co- uh, I have a couple of players that have played for for Coach Ryan, and, and Keaton's probably the most notorious, uh, most notorious, most uh, recognized. But I've heard all those uh, 
the Philadelphia stories from coach Ryan always kind of circle back. If you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's such a renowned human being in the basketball world, but specifically to the area that we are in um, for a number of different reasons, but I mean, he's a blue collar guy. And I know he brought that to, Wisconsin and that's always, how I think he always went to the Jersey Shores for his vacations too. I've heard Jersey Shore stories. Too. Yeah, Jersey Shore is a popular area. And during his, you know, wonder years, so to say, he was probably mixing it up quite I'm a bit. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Uh anyway, so Coach Griffin, I'm gonna have you kind of introduce yourself and then kind of walk us through your kind of basketball journey. And I'll, I'll just jump in. I've got lots of questions for you, um, okay. but uh, I'm going to turn it over yeah. to you and kind of introduce yourself to the, to the audience and um, kind of tell us about your basketball journey. Okay, great. Now, I appreciate you having me on here. I, uh, I'm a coach's son. I was kind of born into the world of college basketball. My father was a head coach at Siena College in 1980, 1980 to 85. Um, I have a younger brother. My younger brother actually currently is an assistant coach at Albany University. Okay. Uh, he was the head. He was the head coach in high school at Roman Catholic for five years. And Sienna, had, what was Sienna in when your dad was? What what conference were they in? Are they still ooh, in the same conference? I feel like Sienna was in the ECAC. I think it was too. Um, that's that's what I feel like the league they were in at the time. And he's got and a, they, a number. What are they in now? They're in the, the MAC conference. They're the, in the MAC. Okay. I was going to say yeah. Patriot, but that's not right. The MAC. Okay. No, okay. they're in the MAC. Um, so, born into the business, moved to Philadelphia at a young age. My father went from being the head coach to Siena. He is kind of a unique story in coaching, which has actually played a part in my kind of at least philosophical approach to the business. Uh, he got out of the business, worked on Wall Street for a couple of years, and then returned to his alma mater at St. Joe's University, which is where I work. From 1990 to 95, he was the head coach in Philadelphia, and that's where um, I basically grew up. Majority of my life was spent in Philadelphia, Philadelphia native. And um, that's where I kind of began my basketball journey. So high school, I played for a guy named William Speedy Mars. Speedy Mars is uh, another well-known Bo Ryan-like basketball coach that uh, is widely recognized for a number of different successes, but uh, had an unbelievable experience playing for him. He actually, and this is a, the just craziness of basketball, how everything is just so intimate and small in the world of hoops. He coached my father at Roman Catholic, and then he coached me in high school, and then he coached my younger brother in high school. Um, had a really great experience for him, which is um, which was a great feat. Another well-known basketball coach, Pat Flannery, who was, uh, again, similar to Bill Ryan, they both kind of cut their teeth in Division Three and made their mark and then had great success going forward. But at Bucknell, I walked into a really unique situation for the Patriot League. We had talent combined with height, size, athleticism, and we figured out a couple things in the first year, my freshman year, to the point where – we won the Patriot League Championship and beat Kansas in 14 versus three seed. And it kind of just started this four-year unbelievable path at Bucknell. And the next year, we, we lost to Wisconsin, unfortunately, that year versus, uh, versus Kansas. But the next year, we, we finished top 25 in the country, which is a unique feat for a Patriot League school. 
we were nine seeding. There's not many. Tournament. Maybe Cold. Maybe Colgate, huh? I'm trying to think. Yeah, of maybe words. with a Donald Foyle, what might have been the best years outside of that. Um, yeah. And David David Robin Navy's in the Patriot League now. Um, right. Oh, did you say Col? You said Colgate or Navy? Well, I, I said Colgate, right? Didn't Colgate yeah, have a, Colgate. a, a, a little run they there? Did. Yeah, they had a little run. Um, after, yeah, and actually after us, it was C.J. McCollum at Lehigh, and actually at Bucknell, we have a kid, we had a guy named Mike Mescala who's still playing in the NBA. But, but we were a nine seed. We beat Arkansas. We ended up playing Memphis the following year. Memphis was a one seed, and they were a juggernaut. Could could not defend the dribble drive of John Calipari's Memphis offense. Right. Um, but had a, a really unbelievable basketball experience at a just highly academic institution, which was just a great combination for me and set me on this path towards playing basketball for as long as I could. Ended up playing professionally for three seasons. I tore my ACL after the first and tried to figure it out instead of getting into the working world. But uh, ultimately ended up my first coaching job with the Indiana Pacers. So before you jump into your coaching job, where, where did yeah. you play professionally? So I, my first year, I played in Germany. Okay. played in a small town in Baden-Württemberg and okay. then tore my ACL and then returned nine months later to Bratislava, Slovakia. And then actually, I went through the video coordinator uh, year with the Indiana Pacers and the NBA went into a lockout. And actually, it's a, it's a question that a lot of people ask me about my career timeline. Why wouldn't you have stayed in the NBA? Well, when there's a lockout, and I learned this kind of the hard way, usually the support staff, at least at the time, kind of got cut loose until the season restarted. Right. And so I was still fairly young. I was in shape, fit, and still had this goal of mine to keep playing and try to make it a career as a professional basketball player and so then I went to England and seven months later I actually finished my career in Italy and at that point I was I just exhausted the idea of playing mentally so that's when I moved forward towards the next step I I tell people it's like you always kind of know when it's time to hang up most people know at least but I you kind of know when it's time to hang up those those sneakers those it's challenging shoes. it's challenging it I, I have this conversation with as many european professional basketball players that i possibly can have with that will listen to me because it's an identity shift and even in the world of basketball nobody fully understands what it means to be a professional basketball player in europe right. um, and <laughs> that's a hard pill to swallow as a player because it's who you've been and who you are and you're proud of that, but it doesn't really mean much or as much as you might think in the working world. So I try to give that at least lens and experience and perspective to as many professionals that are still playing as possible, because at some point you have to get yourself mentally prepared to, to shift gears. Well, and, if, and I can see it from some of my guys like Vander. Vander had a had a taste of the Lakers and, you know, a couple contracts and he's been chasing it for 10 years. It's like with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's so hard. It's, it is. Because it is who you are, like, in some respects. It's like... It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You've spent so much time trying to reach this goal that you put <laughs> on a pedestal, but it's also a lifestyle. I mean, yep. you have people rebounding for you Essentially, even, I mean, in these days, now you have multiple rebounders for you. Right. Uh, and then there's a life shift where you become the rebounder. Right. right. And not everyone's, not everyone's ready for that. Right. And I think it's even hard, you know, I, I, I think it's even hard unless you're Charles Barkley, you mm-hmm. know, all these guys, you got to come up, you, you know, magic obviously made a really good pivot, but well, there's a lot of, it, it's, it's hard. And the thing is, it's like, you have all this money, but then you better find something to do with it. Like it's yeah, hard yeah. even for the it NBA is. guys. I can see it, it is. you know? Yeah. yeah. You need some guidance. It, it's always helpful if somebody's giving you advice while, if you're able to listen at the time when you get it, but if you get advice and you find some way to be productive that's non-basketball related. It won't be that large of an identity shift, but that's challenging within the moment. Like anything. it is, it is. And it's, it, 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 there's the good ones are so laser focused that it's hard to see outside that, that tunnel. I, I, yeah. From the players that I've coached that have played professionally, that shift is hard. Um, once they find it, it's not too bad, but it's hard. That, that shift is hard. All right. So go, let's go through your, so, so, okay. Your playing career, we're done. Then what happened? So, uh, I spent a year with the Indiana Pacers as a video coordinator intern. And, um, and it's the perfect segue because this was a complete identity change for me. I went from somebody that thought that they should have been playing in the NBA, which I shouldn't have, but that was my mentality at the time to the lowest person on the totem pole in essentially the organization on the coaching staff side. And it was humbling from day one humbling. And I had responsibilities that I thought maybe at one point in time were beneath me and they weren't. And it was an unbelievable looking back. It was arguably the, the best experience something that I rely on pretty regularly, actually, for me individually. But that was my first taste of coaching in general. Uh, just happened to be on the professional level. And, um, and so from there, I get this master's degree, I guess you could, could call it, in coaching. And I made it through the year. And like I said, the NBA goes into a lockout. And then I get very lucky that uh, there's a university within 40 miles of Philadelphia, Ryder University, which is in the MAC conference. They just had a coaching change. And anybody that's listening to this call, they know that the hiring element of college basketball coaching, actually, quite frankly, coaching in general in this day and age, high school, college, and professional is so competitive. And your network is so critical to at least getting a conversation um, 
surrounding the idea of being hired. I it, was very fortunate I had one. It's crazy. Like, I, before we came on the air, I was telling you about my son who's going to a, a little Ivy in the NASDAQ. Yep. And yep. when he was looking at schools, like Vassar just hired a former D1 coach, um, Connecticut College, all these, all these D3s are hiring all these former uh, and it's not like they got fired from the d1 it's like all right i'm moving down from an assistant to you know ahead of a d3 now these are good academic schools and they're great schools but yeah you know they that are great was not schools. happening 30 years ago like no that just no wasn't, you know <laughs> it's it's actually yeah and it's it's multiplied exponentially in that regard because finding opportunities to be a head coach are just as competitive as it's ever been right <laughs> yeah so i i got i was very fortunate i was hired at Ryder as the director of basketball operations which is another experience i rely on uh, because the director of basketball operations learns the ins and outs of a basketball program you get to whether it's your first op- first time doing it or you've been doing it for a number of years you have you know the heartbeat of of your program the ins and outs how it runs you're basically figuring out how to keep the train moving right do you think um, that is like on a food chain is that yep. above video coordinate it's above video isn't it basketball operations well, is above yeah video. i mean it depends it really <laughs> depends on how your head coach views his staff philosophically what he does on a day-to-day basis. Yes, I think they're both equally important. Right, uh, right. D- depending on how much film the head coach tends to watch on a day-to-day basis, the video coordinator position could be incredibly important to the program and to the head coach. But at the same time, the logistics of the program, if the head coach feels that there are elements that are really important when it comes to day-to-day logistics that are more maybe important than the video stuff, then the director of operations is, it's, it's, it all depends. It all depends. It's, but they're, it, both but they're, but they're limited by the NCAA too, right? They're limited they, on some of the stuff they can do. They are on when, when it comes to on court teaching, they're limited. Now that I think will change. And I think the COVID situation has really put the idea of, of opening the door to these positions, having the ability to get on the floor. It actually makes sense um, because majority of those positions are starting points for aspiring coaches. And it's, if we're all here to help the players and kids get better, I think it does make sense. I do too. I do too. In so many ways. I agree. I agree. So what happened after that, after that job? So, so I was there, I was at Ryder for three years. I was, which again, if, if you ask the world, I was very from the position to an assistant coach that it doesn't happen as often as one may think. And so that really was a big boost for me. Uh, I spent two more years. And it's probably because he's in his car. Hired at my alma mater. They had a coaching change as well. Um, and my first child saw Lewisburg compared to, and, um, now I'm sorry. I did. Steve, Steve, can you hear me? Yeah. Hold on. It's Steve. okay. It's no, no, sorry pro- about that. No, 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 no. You're probably going in and out. Trust me. It's, it's fine. It's, 
I've done like 1,300 of these. It's very common when people I are driving. Did, I, I saw. I, you're kind of you're kind of doing this like in and out thing a little bit. We just uh, went over a bridge. Yeah, yeah, so you, yeah. you probably got to just get went over a bridge. You probably if if anybody knows anything about cellular service, uh, cellular service tends to be they tend to put the towers in the tallest spots, um, but they but the 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 waves got to basically bounce off. So um, definitely, when I've done podcasts in the past and people have uh, people have been in their cars, it is definitely an in and out. So I'm I'm going to summarize what Coach was basically saying is he was um, he got he got promoted, which doesn't happen very often. Um, yep. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just one of those things that doesn't happen on a regular basis. I'm guessing from, from a, from a basketball operation standpoint. Well, it, it's, it's, it all depends. It all depends on, on the environment. So I'm just a, a person that's very observant and I'm very appreciative of that opportunity. So, um, but it, it, it allowed me to then progress in my career. So Bucknell has a coaching change. Uh, it's a very close place to my heart and my experience. And Nathan Davis, who's the head coach now, uh, asked if, if I'd be interested. And long story short, yes, we get there, spend four great years at Bucknell. We won the Patriot League regular season four straight years and won the Patriot League championship too. And it, for me, going back to my alma mater, there's a lot of people there that when you're a college student, you, you're not sure if you're going to get the opportunity to go back and really express the gratitude for how they treated you when you were 18 to 20 years old. And here I, I was able to do it on a day-to-day -day basis as well as help build the program and help the program be successful. And it wasn't that hard because Dave Paulson left us some really good basketball players. And right. that's always a positive. Um, so then, so then, then we ended up at, at, uh, ended now, up at, at St. Joe's. Joe's. Okay. Yep. And how did that Joe's, happen? Well, St. Joe's, uh, they also made a coaching change and um, being from Philadelphia, I had I have three children, three boys. My, my entire family is in Philadelphia. So, the opportunity to get home was a big. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us keep the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join, 14-day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right. Maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.